This is Ozarks at Large. There's an interesting self-guided tour on the University of Arkansas campus. Markers denoting achievements by faculty and students during the past 150 years at the school. Advancements in agriculture, music, and superconductivity included. This week, as he continues his overlook of U of A history for the school's sesquicentennial, Charlie Allison considers some of the highest honors earned by faculty at the university. Charlie is the executive editor with University Relations at the U of A, and he begins this week with a top honor from the early 20th century. The national laurels that the University of Arkansas faculty and alumni have garnered over the years are fairly modest by comparison to the prestigious Ivy League universities. But here are a few that seem worth mentioning. John Gould Fletcher, later a visiting professor at the university, was awarded the Pulitzer Prize in Poetry in 1939 for his 1938 book, Collected Poems. He grew up in Little Rock, but became an expat for many years, living in London, where he was closely related with the Imagist movement, pushed forward by Ezra Pound and Amy Lowell. He continued writing after returning to America and was considered one of the most inventive poets of the 20th century. In a more recent era, Jack Butler, a 1980 graduate of the Master of Fine Arts program in creative writing, was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize in fiction for his book, Living in Little Rock with Miss Little Rock. Like Fletcher, a future Nobel Prize winner, the economist Friedrich Hayek, briefly taught at the University of Arkansas as a visiting professor. Hayek was a leading theorist and proponent of classical liberalism, free markets, limited government, political freedom. He was born in Austria and studied philosophy, economics, and psychology at the University of Vienna, eventually earning doctorates in law and political science. He taught at the London School of Economics from 1931 to the late 1940s, and then he came to the University of Arkansas for the 1949-50 school year. His reasons for coming to the U of A were not quite so admirable. It turns out that the state of Arkansas had quite liberal divorce laws at the time, which Hayek used to gain a divorce from his first wife so that he could marry his cousin. Well, that last part could be straight out of a little Abner cartoon. Nevertheless, he had to live here to get the divorce. Once that was done, though, he took a position at the University of Chicago and later in life was awarded the Nobel Memorial Prize in Economic Sciences and still later the Presidential Medal of Freedom. While I'm on the Nobel track, though, I should mention Peter Pillay, a distinguished professor emeritus of chemistry. While Pillay hasn't won a Nobel Prize, or at least not yet, his groundbreaking work was cited by the 1998 Nobel Prize winners in chemistry. In the 1960s, Poulet introduced a gradient method in quantum physics, which allowed researchers to predict the geometric structure of a molecule using computational chemical programs. Moving to the architectural design world, Faye Jones and Marlon Blackwell, two full-time professors as well as practicing architects, a generation apart, have each been honored with the most prestigious award given in that field, the gold medal from the American Institute of Architects. Jones, whose name lives on today with the School of Architecture and Design, was a leader in the regional style known as Ozark Modern, and is best known for his design of the Thorn Crown Chapel near Eureka Springs. Blackwell continues in the profession, with honors abounding for his modern buildings that, as one writer put it, are uniquely American architecture. Next on my list is an alumna of the Master of Fine Arts program in creative writing at the university, a poet named C.D. Wright. Wright grew up in Mountain Home, earned her undergraduate degree at Memphis State, briefly studied law, and then came to the U of A for the MFA program. She finished her degree in 1976. Soon afterward, the Lost Road Press, a small press started by Frank Stanford, another Mountain Home student who came to the U of A to become a writer, published her first collection, Room Rented by a Single Woman. 
Over the next three decades, Wright won numerous literary prizes, including a Guggenheim Fellowship, a Whiting Fellowship, a National Book Critics Circle Award for her book, One With Others. She was also a nominee for the National Book Award, but is best known for winning the MacArthur Fellowship, the so-called Genius Award. And that brings us to the final laurel in our story today, and my favorite. Like C.D. Wright, Ellen Gilchrist came to the university to study writing. In one interview, she said she had never made a conscious decision to pursue writing as a career, but nevertheless, here she was. It sort of snuck up on her. She once said that she had been on her way to the Caribbean for a couple of weeks and stopped through New Orleans for lunch with friends. Gilchrist said, quote, They said, Ellen, why don't you start writing and lay off the tennis? And I said, I think I'll start. <laughs> she took a portable typewriter with her on the trip, sat down in the islands, and wrote a sonnet. That was 1975. For her, the solitude of an island was perhaps the best place for the solitary act of writing. She described the need for that personal space, saying, quote, When I'm very involved in my work, I live alone. I stay by myself. I'll just stay completely alone for two or three days. Take the phone off the hook and push everybody out of my life. I work from the time I get up, and I mean the moment I get up, until about one or two in the afternoon. And since 1975, I've done that seven days a week. It took that to learn the craft. A writer is someone who writes. You write when you have a cold. You write when you're in a bad mood. She arrived in Fayetteville in 1979, and two years later, the University of Arkansas Press published her first collection of short stories, In the Land of Dreamy Dreams. In 10 months, it sold 10,000 copies, a rather astounding rate for what was then a relatively new and still small academic press. The book garnered critical acclaim, leading to the republication of her stories in publications such as The Atlantic, Cosmopolitan, and the Pushcart Prize 4. It also, of course, led to more books, a novel titled The Annunciation, which received mixed reviews, and then a second collection of short stories titled Victory Over Japan. Victory Over Japan won the National Book Award in 1984. Gilchrist began teaching in the creative writing program as a visiting professor in 2000, and she joined the faculty the next year, teaching until her recent retirement. Asked once about where she found source material for her writing, she pointed toward downtown Fayetteville and said, quote, There's enough happening between here and the restaurant in the corner to keep me busy for the rest of my life. <laughs> Cheers to a long life. It may not compare with the National Book Award, but Ellen Gilchrist was also a weekly commentator on NPR's Morning Edition many years ago. Commentary she recorded on reel-to-reel -reel tape, I told you it was some time ago, at the old KUAF studio. And I mean the old one, the White Building on Duncan Avenue. Charlie Allison's weekly tours of University of Arkansas history are an observation of the school's sesquicentennial. There are more observations, and you can find out about them at 150.uark.edu. Charlie Allison is the executive editor at University Relations at the U of A.